Jazz thing. Hello and welcome to the Jazz Thing podcast. Each episode I take a new or recent release and use it as the starting point of a musical journey. Sometimes it'll stay close to home, sometimes it'll be a real wander off into the wonderful world of music and sometimes pick up a story or two along the way. This episode, the starting point is the new album from guitarist Rob Luft. It's called Life is the Dancer.
went into like an African high life tune there. And that's one of the strengths of this album, that it has these different musical influences that are used in quite a sophisticated way. They're they're never just clumsy things to bring in a bit of flavour or colour to a piece, but uh, the tunes are built around them. And I think it's as influenced by by sort of different world cultures and uh, there's a lot of sounds from sort of British pop and rock in there as well but with this jazz improvisation at the heart of it. This is a wonderful time for British jazz with bands like Ezra Collective and Sons of Kemet getting column inches and TV coverage that jazz so often struggles to get and there's much talk about this coming out of a London scene where so the influences of dance culture, of black music, such as grime, are as important as the influences of traditional jazz on this new music. But I also think there's, uh, there are some bands who aren't really identified as part of that scene, but are doing equally interesting stuff, and their influences come from elsewhere. And that's kind of a tangent I'm going to go off on today. I'm going to start by playing you another piece from a a different Rob Luft project. This is the band Big Bad Wolf.
in Dagenham from the 2017 album Pond Life by Big Bad Wolf, who are Owen Dawson on trombone, Michael D'Souza on bass, Jay Davis on drums and Rob Luft on guitar. They've been described as chill out music with verve. I think you can hear the noisier end of, sort of that whole kind of ambient thing, such as bands like Mogwai uh, influencing that music. But there's also that use of vocals, and I think that comes from sort of the recent pastoral kind of pop music by the likes of Bon Iver. And that seems to be a, a theme that, I, that I've heard in, in quite a few recent jazz releases.
Jacob Collier from the extraordinary album In My Room. Not just extraordinary because he was um, only sort of 1920 when he recorded most of that, I think. Um, uh, not that it, it gained so many accolades and, and won awards, but for the fact that he played every single instrument on the album, and I think every single voice as well was was his. In fact, I saw him... Um, on the the tour for that album, which was this incredible one man show, um, it's the only concert I've been to where people laughed and applauded at card changes, which was quite something in itself. If if a tad geeky, but uh, was was great fun and, and hugely impressive. And uh, and well, not a traditionally you know traditional jazz audience, but then I'm always excited when jazz music gets listened to by people who wouldn't call themselves jazz fans and when music can't be pigeonholed I don't think you can pigeonhole such as Jacob Collier as purely a a jazz musician and a jazz singer even though that hugely influences what what he creates of course you're probably listening to this podcast because you're coming from a a jazz sort of point of view and so uh, maybe some of these influences I'm mentioning might be new to you, or maybe you have pretty broad listening anyway. But I, I mentioned Bon Iver. Um, actually, I think Bon Iver is how it's meant to be pronounced. I'm just going with how I first heard the, the name told to me. Uh, Justin Vernon is the person behind this band. The, um, so Someone who who's very interested in in words but not in a conventional way as much about the feeling of words and the immersion of words to the point of of even inventing uh, his own language sometimes to sing songs where how a song feels and sounds is more important than the lyrical content I'm going to play you a track by him now this is from uh, an EP called Blood Bank this track is called Babies
Key by the band Bonsai, uh, another band who I think, uh, uh, well I hope you're picking up on this, this sort of very lyrical, sort of pastoral way of incorporating vocals into uh, sometimes a very chilled sort of jazz performance but one that isn't afraid to improvise and, and sort of pick up momentum and then cool back down again. If I urge you to buy two albums from this, if you're listening for this to this podcast in order to sort of hear some new stuff, um, yeah, if I were to urge you to take two albums away from this, one would be Bonsai, the album is called Bonsai Club, and the other would be the album we started with, uh, Life is the Dancer by Rob Luft. You know, when these albums are issued, the, the record companies always send some blurb and, and sometimes, you know, they over-egg the pudding a little bit. And But on this one, um, it's on the edition record label and and they say they, they think this album will establish Rob Luff's place in sort of the European jazz world. I mean, it's it's kind of assured as a as a straight head guitarist, evidenced by um, his recent collaboration with the saxophonist Dave O'Higgins, and uh, they're booked to play at Scarborough Jazz Festival this year. Yeah, that's a that's kind of assured. But in in doing this new stuff, I think that's really really interesting. His own compositions, and uh, I can't wait to see where he goes next. I can't wait to see where all these bands go because I I think. I hope we're sort of heading to a place where, uh, again, popular music and jazz music sort of intertwine and, and coexist without people putting the divides between them. I'm going to leave you with another piece from Life is the Dancer. Uh, this is called Synesthesia. You've been listening to the Jazz Thing podcast with me, Adrian Riley. <laughs>
Thank <laughs> you.